Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday. Nick Erie here live from Batavia Downs Casino and Raceway at the Legends and Stars memorabilia and autograph show. Just a reminder, admission is $10 for anyone over the age of 12. Kids 12 and under are free. Adults over 18, they get a $10 back in free play at the casino as well. So uh, you spend 10 bucks, you get it back in free play over at the casino. Uh, and of course, uh, the events uh, starting today, 9.30 a.m. It goes till 4.30 tonight. And then tomorrow, uh, February 26th, it starts at 9.30 and goes until 3.30 right here at Batavia Downs Gaming and Hotel off Thruway Exit 48. Going to the Western Hotline now because my man uh, Chad Dietaminisis joins me live, of, of course, of Expected Buffalo. And uh, Chad, I, I said this to Ryan when we started the show. If I were to tell you that after the Toronto game, the Sabres were going to travel to Florida and pull four points in back-to-back games against Tampa and uh, and Florida, would you have would you have believed me? And if you did, what was how would that have like changed your mind about this this upcoming week with the trade deadline on the line? You know that's hard because in one sense I would have said no. <laughs> But in the other, the way this team has played all season is this is kind of their thing. They play poorly at home, and then we're like, oh, I don't know. And then they go on the road, and they win, like, all three games or two games or whatever. So on one hand, I would have said no because this trip is always bad news for them. Like, I think I looked earlier in the week, and they were, like, 4-9-1 and one on this trip going back to, to, to 2017. So not good at all. Uh, and, yeah, to get both of those games, um, impressive. I, I would have said you would have needed really good goaltending in both games, and mm-hmm. you definitely got it yesterday, and you got it at times, I guess, against Tampa. Uh, but, yeah, impressive. Impressive, and, you know, it's 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 still the trend, and hopefully Sunday, uh, tomorrow, they, they can actually put together a nice home game, so we'll be happy. You know, I think the Sabres goaltending – situation is unique in the NHL. You don't see a lot of teams rotating through three goaltenders that you kind of all feel, you know, I feel like you probably want to play Craig Anderson more, but can you at the age of 41? He's talked a lot about like the recovery period after games. It can take him a day or two to sort of feel right, but we get, we get to see him sort of finish out that Toronto game, bring a little stability to that game after, you know, UPL had a really tough start. A couple of probably shots he should have made saves on, but 
I like what do you where are you at with this goaltending situation as we head into the final sort of 25 game stretch here of the season where you have a lot of important games coming up against you know teams that you're right in this race with obviously Sunday against the Capitals I'm expecting UPL and goal um, tomorrow against the Capitals but like where do you go now with this goaltender situation as we've seen a little bit more of Eric Comrie obviously we've seen a lot of UPL and now we're seeing a Craig Anderson maybe look like the most stable of the three. Yeah, I was surprised he played yesterday. Um, I mean, I get it because it's his homecoming, if, if you will, uh, where he's, you know, where he lives in, in the off season. So uh, I understood it, but I just think after playing in Toronto, I thought, you know, the way the season's gone, that it wasn't going to happen. So I think on one hand, it's good news uh, that he was able to play two games that, you know, close together. So that's maybe like the first time or second time he's done that all season. Uh, and it's also good news that he performed well after playing a couple days before. Yep. So those are both positives. Now, what we wait to see, and we don't, we won't ever really know unless we kind of just go by when he plays again, uh, is how his body reacts sure. after two games that close. Then we go from there. So I, I think right now, ideally, if everything is equal and he can play a little bit more. Um, so instead of once every five to seven days, maybe it's twice every five to seven days. Uh, I think that would be good for them. Now he has his off nights, like we saw in Los Angeles, you know, a week or two ago. So he's not perfect. Uh, but definitely, I don't think there's really an argument right now that he's the best going of the three. So then that gives you, well, what do you do with the other two? Right. So Tomri has, it, it's weird. You know, it's, the numbers aren't good. Uh, no. He had some bad luck early in the year, and then he got hurt, and then he's only played, I think, four games now since he came back in December. So now he's playing a lot, which is hard to get into a rhythm. So there's that part of it. But he also really hasn't, you know, stood out, if you will. But again, like the way I put it, you know, he had the game against Tampa Bay that everybody was celebrating Lukadin for having for a month. He gives sure. up a couple eh, goals. He gives up five goals overall, but he makes those saves when you need it. And, you know, that's, that's kind of what Lucan has given you, except maybe for the last two to three weeks he really hasn't given you that. So everything being equal, I think Anderson's the guy you can lean on if you can. And then really between Lucan and Comrie, you know, you kind of just see who can get hot. If Lucan's going to play Sunday and it's a big game for him, I think if he performs poorly again, I think he could be in trouble. In the sense that I wonder if they start thinking about maybe leading him down to Rochester because things are going off the rails a little bit here, but we'll see. You know, let's not get ahead of ourselves and let's see. You know, let's see who starts Sunday because if it is Comrie, then it's pretty interesting what they're going to do with Luke in. Uh, but if it is Luke and he doesn't perform great, then you know that's another conversation to have then too. Yeah, and I think obviously this stretch of 25 games, I mean, we I think everyone's probably hyper analyzed the rest of the schedule, right? I mean, you play you play Washington on Sunday. You've got multiple games coming up against the Islanders. You've got another game coming up against Florida. Um, like there are a lot of opportunities for this team to face teams that are right here with it with them, and I think. I think you're going to learn a lot, Chad, about your goaltending situation for next year over the next couple of weeks. Obviously, you know, I think we all agree we'd like to be able to lean on Craig Anderson more, but we're just, I don't think anybody quite knows, other than Craig, uh, you know, how much he can really help this team from uh, where he is stability-wise with his body. But overall, I mean, you're looking at, you know, with Comrie and UPL, um, Chad, like you're looking at two guys that are likely going to be your one-two next season, and I, I, it's 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 hard because I think this is sort of the the needle that Don has been Don Granado's been threading all season long, especially with the goaltending position. It's like these are sort of your future. How do you supplement 
wanting to win right now while also wanting to get young guys experience and maybe not maybe less about Comrie but more about UPL but I think you can say the same about guys like JJ Paterka and Jack Quinn and, and not so much Owen Power because he doesn't really play like he's a rookie he plays like he's a three or four year veteran but like the needle that he has to thread between development and competitiveness and being in games and winning hockey games that is not easy for a team that I think is exceeding the expectations that were maybe set out for them earlier in the season yeah, no, that's a good point. I will say before we get off the goaltending that I, if anything, I think to this point, unless something drastically changes in the next 25 games, I, I think I'm very much in the category of UPL and Comrie cannot be my only two goaltenders next season. Like I, that that can't be what their plan is. They they're going to have to unfortunately address it again in the off season. I don't know. I don't know if that means Comrie plays in the AHL if if it comes to that with. Uh, Levi next season, or I don't know, do something with Lucan in. I have no idea. But that needs to be handled in some sort of way because I don't feel comfortable at all with two of them. Uh, but overall, on, on the youth point, yeah, I, I think, you know, the good thing is that he's really hasn't all season as we're going through this, he hasn't shied away from giving those young players big minutes. I don't think that's going to change. Uh, you know, you will see in the third period of games, he'll, you know, sit Krabs, Paterka, and Quinn usually, especially if they're leading. Um, you know, for like the last five to eight minutes of the period. Uh, and a lot of teams do that because they, you know, they get their veterans out, they're more defensive players to hold the lead. So that's something that's too wild. But, you know, I, I think, you know, Adams still has the approach, and I think Granado too, that, you know, while they're trying to push for a playoff spot, they still want to get these guys ice time. They want to get these guys this experience. So I think we're going to continue to see that, and I don't expect that really to change here over these last 25 games. We've got the founder of Expected Buffalo, Chad Dinaminisis, here on the Western Hotline. We're talking Sabres, talk a little last night. Uh, but, Chad, I wanted to, you know, you, you posted a piece this week about some uh, a couple of trade targets, but the one that I think you maybe most, uh, you, you kind of did the deep dive on that you posted about um, this morning is uh, Washington Capitals defenseman Nick Jensen. Before we maybe get into Jensen specifically, uh, have you has your mind changed about the task that Kevin Adams has coming up here um, in the next couple of days about how he wants to address the roster and you know do you want to make a move at the deadline do you want to stand pat um, obviously you know this team is relying a little bit more now it looks like Clegg is going to be the guy over Bryson but those two guys have been sort of both in and out of the lineup as sort of your de facto six seventh defenseman um, where where do you stand on this trade deadline coming up and and maybe what Kevin Adams should or shouldn't do and I, I, I just have this. I'm sure I'm not the only one. I'm sure you are too, with your buddies that want to talk hockey. But you know, my my, my best friend that I talk to, you know, every day, I'll probably get a text message after this segment talking about like why aren't I, you know, yelling on air about why Kevin Adams should be making a, a significant move to bolster this this roster to sort of catapult them into maybe a, a cementing themselves in a, in a playoff position. And I, I feel so weird, kind of feeling very in the middle about it. I can see and I, I can stump for and I can make a justification they should make a trade or even a big trade at the deadline and I can also tell you with a straight face and believe it that I'm good if they don't make a move I'm good if they stand pat and they just want to continue going with this roster it's the weirdest position I think I've ever been in with this team at a trade deadline <laughs> yeah I, I get it I'm firmly in the and I've been here for a couple months now that you you got to do something like I, I don't even care if it's you trade Vinny Hennis shows up for a draft pick. Like I, I just feel like last year he didn't do anything. I can't have it again. Sure. I just I need you to just just give me something. And and I, I think now where the team is though, there has to be an addition. Like I, I you know the fans aren't on the ice playing, but I, I think it's kind of if we get to 
you know, I'll say 4 o'clock because after an hour after deadline stuff come in. But if we get to 4 o'clock next Friday and they don't do anything again, I think it's going to kind of be deflating, you know, sure. in, in a sense to the fan base. Uh, so, yeah, I think overall, though, what they should and shouldn't do, um, I'm always open to a big move if it's there. Uh, I don't think there's going to be a big move there because I don't think they're going to, I don't think Meyer's realistic. Uh, I think Chickering, they, they took a couple of runs at it, and that's just Arizona won't come back down to planet Earth, so no one's going to pay that price <laughs> that they want right now. So I don't think that's going to happen. So then the good news is, though, their true desire, and in, in Adams has said it, and I've heard it, is to improve their blue line and the, the, the defense group. So the defense trade market is kind of flooded right now with a lot of options. So that's good. Uh, before I circle back to the defense, you know, I wrote an article yesterday that I think absolutely under no circumstance should they go get a goaltender. Uh, it never really ever works at the deadline, bringing in a goaltender uh, for a variety of reasons, but the data backs it up too. Like there is only like the last 2017, 14 goalies have been traded uh, and only one had a positive goal save above expected after they were traded. So don't do it. It's not going to help you. There's no goalies out there that's going to make anything better. Right. Uh, but to quickly go back to Jensen, uh, the one I posted about today, yeah. Yep. So he, I heard about yesterday after the game, actually, that um, that his name is, has come up again um, in the sense, again, that I, I think this is not the first time they've talked to Washington about him. Uh, so, you know, all I can really pull out of it is he's, he's among the names they're considering. Um, I know that Adams wants to get something done sooner rather than later. Uh, I don't think he wants to wait till Friday, which is kind sure. of a good approach because uh, the price could go up on Friday if you can just get something done now. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. And Jensen, you know, I think is a perfect fit. 32-year-old, right-time defensive, under-50 free agent, um, probably a second or a third-round pick. You know, it's a rental. Maybe. I mean, they could re-sign him. Uh, but right now it's a rental. I know people don't love that, but you have three second-round picks. So go ahead and move one, bolster this team. He probably realistically could slide in as, your, as a second-pair right-shot defenseman. Uh, on this team, I bet they put him on the third pair, but he'd, you know, he'd be great depth, uh, playoff experience, veteran, and he can kill some penalties for you too. So you know, he checks off a lot of the boxes for them. Yeah, and, and I think that to me is, I think the, the move that makes the most sense is just get yourself a second, third pair defenseman, someone on the right-hand side, because I think this team is <laughs> overloaded on the left-hand side, even though they, I think if you're Don Granado, like you've got guys that can play both sides, which is nice, you've got flexibility there, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think for me, like, a Nick Jensen makes a lot of sense. I, I don't know for you, and I agree with the goaltending, listen, I... I think they have what they have at goalie. I think with three goaltenders right now, you're, you do have the ability to move down UPL, which I, I don't know that is something I'm really kind of looking at because of the goaltending position, how it is, um, and n- not knowing what Craig Anderson can and, and, and might be able to give you for the rest of the season. Um, right. I thought they've played, Don Granado's played this goaltending trio about as good as you can considering what they've given you I, I think trying to trade for a goalie puts a log jam in. and frankly Chad I'm not sure I want to trade or add a goaltender before I know I have Devin Levi signed and in the system and then maybe you can make moves around that move but like I think for me like the last thing I want to do is and, and especially this goes for Eric Portillo as well who maybe I'll, I'll ask you about here in a second I mean because Ryan Johnson's also an interesting name in the conversations we're talking about here um but I think he's played this three goaltender situation as good as he 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 could have, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I, 
it, I think it's frustrating, not frustrating, but I think it made it difficult at times for some of these goalies to get into a groove because they've really, you know, since Comrie came back, have funneled through all three of them. Uh, so that, that can be tough at times for a goalie to kind of get a feel of the puck and kind of get a rhythm going, and, and I understand that. But also at the same time, none of the three have really played well enough for one of them to continually get to start. So, you know, that, that kind of falls on those individual players as well. Uh, but, yeah, I give them full credit. Uh, I think it was Freeman who actually put in one of his 32 thoughts to that it was the team itself that kind of pushed Granado and Adams to keep all three goaltenders. So um, if the team wants that and wants all three guys around, then, you know, I imagine unless something drastic happens here where, let's say, Lucan, for example, falls off the earth and just says, sure. can't do anything, uh, I would imagine all three to be here for the rest of the season. So um, I saw you uh, and I retweeted your post earlier this week about um, Ryan Johnson uh, looking more and more like he will sign his entry level um, when Minnesota season's over. And, you know, if the Sabres don't end up making a trade for a blue liner, I mean, that could be a, a, a maybe a late season addition um, to your lineup anyways. But talk to me about about uh, about Ryan Johnson and, and kind of what you're hearing. And uh, as we get closer and closer to the end of the college season and the NHL season and maybe what you hear about uh, Michigan goalie Eric Fertillo. Yeah, so Johnson, uh, I, I'll, I'll, unlike Levi, I, I won't say it's a hundred percent he's going to sign with the Sabers, uh, but I will say it's I, from what I have heard um, is that it, it's rather likely. Uh, so just to kind of give a quick synopsis of the whole thing, I, early in the season uh, when the season started, it didn't sound as promising, uh, and then as the season went along, um, and Adams met with his. You know, his group, I would, I guess you could say, I don't know if you can even call him an agent yet, uh, his group, um, around the Christmas break, uh, the feedback that started to circulate uh, among the organization was that it was positive and that the thought was it was more likely than not that he was going to sign with them the season's over. So that's good. Uh, he's 21 years old. Uh, I, I think from watching him, you know, I've watched almost every game of this kid for two years. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think he is close to NHL ready. I, I think his defensive game is, is really good. Uh, you know, there's some things that he'll need to work on here or there, but his skating is excellent. I think he's a very good defender. I think he moves the puck well. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do with him when his season ends. Now, the University of Minnesota is the top-ranked team in college hockey right now. So, it's going to be a late season, yeah. Yeah, they're probably going to play into mid-April, you would think, unless they go out early in the tournament. Um, so I don't know if he's even going to get any Sabres games, and I wouldn't be surprised if he maybe doesn't even get any Amherst games. Uh, but we'll see. If the Sabres in the playoffs, maybe they just bring him and he kind of hangs around with them, you know, through the playoffs. If that happens, he just practices and is around the team. That's possible, too. So we'll see what happens then. Um, Portillo, yeah, on the other hand, I, I'm fairly confident that he will be going to free agency. I haven't heard anything in particular, but if you follow the insider reports and kind of just the way Adams has spoken when he rarely mentions Portillo at all, talking right. about goaltenders, I think the writing's kind of on the wall there that he will be going to free agency and he'll go somewhere else, which I'm fine with because I don't say much biggest Portillo fan. Um, he's having a down year at the University of Michigan and, you know, whatever, go do what you got to do. Big goaltender flops around. I don't think he's really that good positionally. Um, so I don't think that's a huge loss there. Uh, and then Levi, of course, you know, he's the crown jewel, uh, if you will. Um, he, I am a hundred and. 30% sure will be signing a contract when his season is over Northeastern. And that one we'll see too, because Northeastern was actually, as of maybe a month ago, I was like they were not going to go to the NCAA tournament. But with how well Levi has played as of late, you know, way in the bean pot, and he's turned back yep. as the guy he was last season, 
Uh, he's dragged them up in their pairwise, pairwise ranking. So barring some run of crazy conference winners, um, right now it could change, but right now it looks like the Northeastern is going to be in the tournament, so that also probably puts him around early April. Um, he'd be available to find. So real quick, last thing for you, Chad, I want to ask you about uh, some uh, Yuri Kolich because – uh, they score eight goals the other night. Uh, what does he have? Two goals and an assist, three points. Um, is is he kind of maybe the next guy? How about this? If you started the year, I'm not sure where you had him in terms of like where you would have ranked him amongst the Sabres' young prospects going into the guys that weren't going to play in the NHL. Is he at the top of your list going into next season as maybe the guy, the next guy that, that breaks the NHL lineup next year? Absolutely, yeah. Um, I mean, it. It's crazy. His it, World it, Juniors it were insane, by the way. Maybe the most under-talked about player in the World Juniors because Connor Bedard's playing, and that's no fault of his. Yeah, 100%. Uh, he's one of the best players on the Czech team. Um, you know, and, and he's been really good in the AHL all year. He kind of was slow coming back from the World Juniors, but he's picked it up again. He, he's been arguably one of the Amherst best players. Um, you know, and I said to somebody recently that, you know, he's 18 years old and he's Jack Quinning, the AHL. Uh, so that's, you know awesome to see and yeah I, I would rank them right now probably one or two um in, in the Sabres prospects that aren't in the nhl so you know that, that's a great pick um at 28 where they got him you know it's the whole backstory is funny they they said they had him right there with awesome they decided to go with Austin a little bit earlier in the draft and they tried to trade back up the whole first round to get him and then look at that he falls at 28 and then have to do that so um you know they had their eyes on him all the way and, and it's really it, it's exciting well it's It'll be interesting because, you know, a lot of the guys I think they want to bring back for next season. Um, there's not a lot of holes that will right. be open, but they're going to have to find a spot for him. So it'll be interesting to see how they handle the roster in the summer. All right, Chad. Appreciate you, buddy. Thanks for uh, hanging out with me, chatting Sabres. Exciting uh, times coming up here in the next couple of weeks. Obviously, uh, NHL trade deadline Friday. So uh, tell the folks what you got coming up, where they can find your work if they don't for some reason know already. Yeah, so uh, expectedbuffalo.com is the site, and expected the Expected Buffalo podcast is our podcast we have. Um, so, yeah, Anthony, Eddie, and I um, are going to keep pounding out, you know, a lot of content. You know, the other day I tweeted, I think we're up to 24 days in February, and we've posted 22 articles this month. So we're kind of in a groove right now. Um, you know, a lot of draft, not draft, a lot of trade content, I'm assuming, will get out this week, depending on where things go. And then also just team coverage as well, too, because we are in the middle of a playoff race. I think for the first time I've been covering the Sabres in oh, eight, eight years now. Uh, this is the first time I've legitimately been in a playoff race, so it's a little bit different for us. But, uh, you know, we're enjoying it. So, you know, come along and, and join the ride with us because it'll be fun here the last 25 games. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.